Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, proudly delivering healthcare services across Iowa, specializing in mental health, substance use disorder treatment, and medical care with a special focus on LGBTQIA plus healthcare. More at ucsonline.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 19th of January. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Governor Kim Reynolds' signature education bill took a leap forward yesterday after it was advanced by committees in both the House and Senate. It would make Iowa one of the first states in the nation to offer educational savings accounts to all students regardless of their income. Democrats on the Senate Education Committee say the process should slow down to allow for a nonpartisan fiscal analysis of the proposal. The only estimates so far have come from the governor's office. Republican Senate President Amy Sinclair of Allerton says she'd also like to see a second cost analysis, but she pushed back on the idea that the bill is being rushed, pointing out it has been a Republican priority since they took the majority control. You've had six years of conversation with us about us wanting to empower parents, about us wanting to give opportunities to all children. Six years. I would suggest that maybe it's long overdue. The bill was voted out of the Senate committee and the House Education Reform Committee along party lines. In a statement, Reynolds called it the first step in giving educational freedom to Iowa's students and parents. Also at the State House, a bill that aims to prevent future funding shortfalls for Iowa veterans' emergency assistance got first-round approval by a House panel yesterday. IPR's Katerina Sestarek has those details. Half a million dollars from the Iowa State Veterans Trust Fund goes toward veterans' medical care, counseling, and home and car repairs each year. The bill moving forward in the House would raise that to $800,000 a year in the future. Republican Representative Martin Graber of Fort Madison says he's also working on getting more money for the current fiscal year as the allocation for helping veterans already ran out. Carol Whitmore is with the VFW and the Iowa Commission of Veterans Affairs. She says they ran out of money, but the need has increased with inflation. When a veteran comes to us that needs a roof repair, it's almost double from what it used to be. So we're we're just trying to help those veterans that can't help themselves. And that's, that's our whole purpose. A Democrat in the Senate has introduced a separate bill to allocate an additional $500,000 in the current fiscal year and each year going forward for veterans' needs. The Iowa National Guard's adjutant general is retiring on March 1st. Major General Benjamin Carell has been in the National Guard for 37 years. My wife has sacrificed much for my career. We've got seven grandkids. My grandparents influenced me growing up, gave me the values that I have. I want to put some values in my grandkids uh, that have been passed down through uh, my family. Carell grew up on a farm near Strawberry Point. His wife saw an ad for the Iowa National Guard in the newspaper, and Carell joined a unit based in Olwine in 1986. Governor Reynolds appointed him to lead the Iowa National Guard in August of 2017, and she will name his replacement. The Iowa Supreme Court heard arguments yesterday in a case involving the state's ability to deny Medicaid funding for transgender surgery. The Iowa Capitol Dispatch reports Wednesday's hearing stems from the state's appeal of a 2021 district court ruling that found legislation amending the Iowa Civil Rights Act violated the Iowa Constitution. That legislation had attempted to strip away protections for transgender Iowans who rely on Medicaid for transition surgery and related procedures. And the union representing thousands of University of Iowa health care workers opened contract negotiations yesterday with a 25-page proposal, including a 14% raise. While the Board of Regents offered a 1.5 to 3% raise on a single page, 
The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports the local health care worker union asked regents to do what they're no longer legally bound to do and add back into their contract language addressing issues like pay differential, parental leave, and workplace violence. This is Here First from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer.